Coming to you from 27 miles west of downtown Chicago, you're listening to 27 West, produced by the congregations of Wheaton Bible Church and Iglesia del Pueblo in West Chicago, Illinois, and Tri Village Church, our campus in nearby Streamwood. Our purpose is to make this very large body of Christ a little smaller as we meet and learn from one another. Welcome to 27 West Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Murray, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Amy Salava. Hi. Live music by Amy Mueller. And our guest this week is Jeff Brooke. Hi, guys. Jeff is a family man, a teacher, and a soccer fanatic. And we're excited to welcome him into the studio as we talk about his life and his faith. We want this podcast to be a place where we laugh and learn more about each other. So, how are we doing, everybody? Good. Fantastic. Good. What's going on? What's new, Amy? You know, there is something new. What? I need to confess. Because I feel like, you know, everybody loves Apple. Oh. Like, as a company. Yeah. And I do. I have a MacBook. I have, like, yeah, yeah. Apple, You're whatever. Like the Apple queen. So I had Apple Music. Oh, okay. And I recently switched to Spotify. Okay, now, why why did you make the switch? Because Amazon is taking over the world. Oh. And I have an, an Echo. Oh. And it doesn't pair with iTunes. It doesn't. Mm-mm. See, that that's a thing. That's a yeah. real thing, because I have about 90... Five gigabytes of music on iTunes. On your phone? No, in my life. Oh, okay. In somewhere. I don't even know where it is. And then when I made the switch to Spotify, I found mm-hmm. that it was more um, useful and user-friendly to other people in, in other companies. What, what do you think? What do you mean? What, I, like, like you were saying, iTunes, iTunes is so, oh, with like, like yeah, outside yeah. speakers and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Jeff, what do you, what do you listen no, to? Oh, I really like. You know, storing the music on my Apple devices and yeah, things like yeah. that. But we did get an Alexa yes. um, for, you know, in recently. And so we've been switching over to the Amazon music. And yeah. I do think Amazon's taking over the world. So I have no yeah. argument with that comment. That and, is a little scary. And, it is uh, scary. Yeah, we're a part of it. So Now, have you ever had Amazon order you something like mistakenly or anything like that? I or? think we might be 100% with Amazon. I mean, okay. we're Amazon Prime, which wow. makes us feel special. Have you I ever tried to use, have you ever been like, Alexa, buy yes. toilet, toilet paper? Yeah, they actually did a special over the Christmas uh, Black Friday deal. Yeah. That if you ordered something through the Alexa app or whatever it was, you got like an extra $10 off. But so how does it know which one you want? Like there's a million different brands of toilet paper. Well, this was, this was for one of the dots, Amazon dots. What do you mean? Like the little echoes, the little tiny dots. The mini. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, enough about that. Well, <laughs> well some, okay, so you this like is some trying time. Yeah, you talked about music. What kind of music are you into right now? Um, there's this guy that I've been listening to called Troy Sylvan. Hmm. Have you heard of him? No. He's really good. You should listen to him. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm into him lately. Because I, <laughs> I have Spotify. Yeah, I know all of yeah, his music. I have, I have all. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? What do you like? Oh, you know, we like some country music, oh, a little no. bit of soft rock. Wow. Good. Um, yeah, I like some '90s stuff. Can you play some '90s soft rock? Yeah, do, do you we like have '90s country? Ah, less. No. I love '90s Interesting. country. Interesting. Maybe I'll revisit. Like Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah. I miss yeah. that that craze a little bit. Scott, did you listen to country music in the '90s? No, I did not, and I never will. Mm, uh, you know, okay, so I'm not into that. But you know who I have been into is John Mark McMillan. Yes. You know, he's the um, the author and writer of the song, How He Loves. Now, who sings How He Loves? Yeah. David Crowder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That was the but big thing. But they changed that part. That was that like sloppy wet kiss to yeah, unforeseen okay, kiss. Okay. That's the what, controversy. What but, are you? Which one um, do you like better? I'm, I'm sloppy. I am too. 
Because um, I like John Mark McMillan. He's gotten some new sounds, some mm-hmm. awesome stuff coming up. Spotify yeah. tip. He has some really good playlists on there. Yes, I have. I listen makes, to his radio. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Well, Jeff, sorry to just talk around <laughs> you. Oh, no, I've, I'm learning here. This is good. <laughs> That's good. So tell us about you, yourself. Now, now, Jeff's quite an amazing guy, so this this could be our best podcast, probably one of them. So tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm, uh, I work out at Wheaton Academy. Okay. Um, I've had the privilege of working out there for about 11 years. Um, have a variety of roles, just in campus life, spiritual life, yeah. um, coaching, and honestly, I've just been gripped by this passion for this next generation. Yeah. Um, and watching adults try and do that better, whether that's at Wheaton Academy or in the church, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Um, before that, I did some sports ministry. Um, I went to Taylor University uh, before that. Um, Taylor, can I just say this? Yeah. Did you love Taylor? I, I really loved Taylor. I did. Everyone who goes to Taylor <laughs> is, like, obsessed with Taylor. Yeah, Josh, there's a thing. Josh went to Taylor. Yeah, Josh Dix, our producer. Thing with, there's a yeah, thing it's with a Taylor. Thing. Yeah, it kind of grips you. So. Is, is, is it because there's nothing else in that town That's what Taylor? That's Absolutely. What and so for four years, you were just brainwashed Taylor. You look around, and you just hang out with Taylor people and on Taylor's campus, yeah. and it just creates kind of a four-year experience that's different than any other part of your life so that's kind of cool did yeah. your wife go to taylor also she went for two years okay. so rach almost set a record she went to five different colleges oh wow. my gosh yeah it's like part of a big part of her story so uh finished at judson uh with yeah. art education so nice. but, but we met right at the end of high school um did a couple years of long distance dating and then got married about a year a year after i graduated from college um now we have four kids it's yeah. a big part of our life uh they're fantastic they're a ton of fun um, you know, we're kind of between the ages of one and nine and two boys, two girls. And, yeah. uh, it's a big part of what we're about each day as, um, you know, people with kids know, but ultimately we're trying to t- train them up in the right way Yeah, and also teach them how to have a lot of fun in the process. And you, you are doing that. Just, I hope. I mean, I appreciate you saying that. So you just moved like four, da- four houses down from my house, yep. which can be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, we thought of that. Yeah. When we- <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the paperwork. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> and my kids have been spending a lot of time in your front yard. Yes. and um, Just like hanging out? Yeah. No, like, yes, hanging out. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and yeah, he was in my, your son Mason was in my trampoline one time. Yeah. Like, who is this kid? Yeah. Um, but Mason is a funny kid because he is literally a miniaturized version of you. Yeah, with the red hair, right? No, and he speaks like you, very proper. He's got some mannerisms that are similar, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kids will do that, though. Yeah, he's a stitch. So, So, okay, so we're going to get back to your family. Tell us about WA or Wheaton Academy. Yeah. Like, um, what's your role there? Yeah, so I'm in a role called Vice Principal of Campus Life. Okay. And it's evolved from a Dean of Spiritual Life, Dean of Students role. Right. Um, I oversee the Bible Department and then coach the boys and the girls' teams. And so a big big part of what I'm trying to do every day that I walk on campus to is, is to ensure that our students are being placed in a position where they can really grow beyond the classroom. Right. Um, we're working some discipleship into the classroom for sure, and that's been a new role of mine this year. Um, we just want students to really have a brilliant experience and better understand what it means to pursue Christ in all avenues of life rather than just mm-hmm. kind of 10-minute sections of time that are devotionals or, um, you know, just in certain missions trips or things like that so you know it's a struggle um in all the good ways you know we're just trying to work with this next generation and Mm -hmm. raise them up in a way that helps them see how god's wired them and made them and gifted them 
and see if they can launch in that way. So it's a big part of my day job. So what what do you coach? You coach the boys and girls, what boys and girls soccer team out there. Soccer, okay. yeah. got it. Nice. So when how did you? What was your position when you started at Wheaton Academy? You know what? I started as a full time Bible teacher. Okay. And the JV boys soccer coach, and it was just an interesting situation because I was coaching the JV boys soccer team mm-hmm. first year out of college and working at Victory Sports Camps oh, yeah. in Carroll Stream, and one of the teachers at Wheaton Academy. Uh, almost I mean, famous Bible teacher. She was my Bible teacher. Um, did you go to Wheaton Academy? I did, yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, so kind of full circle. Um, she just became really sick, and so the principal of the school approached me in the, in the parking lot uh, when I was walking to soccer practice, and he said, hey, would you ever be interested in teaching Bible? We're just in a real interesting position. You know the school. Um, I kind of laughed it off a little bit, mm-hmm. called my dad that night, and my dad really pressed me to think about it. And my dad is one of my heroes, so I always try and listen up. Um, went back to some some journaling that I had done, which had some kind of blank lines for maybe, you know, God, what might be next? And mm-hmm. I just had a blank line, and I put a big circle around that line and had a couple conversations and called uh, Steve Bolt back. And, um, you know, I was teaching Christian Thought and Culture two weeks later. That's crazy. And was in kind of a a one-year trial role, and unfortunately, you know, Mrs. Reebok passed away. Um, so it was my job to try and honor her legacy in as many ways as I could and also try and blaze my own teaching trail. So it's kind of how I started. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a, yeah. It was a bizarre time. So, um, yeah, the, the most beneficial part was having Carol in class, and um, she and I were very different, but she was just an unbelievable teacher for people who didn't feel like they fit the Christian mold, yeah. um, which is just awesome. So I don't know if we could ever replace her in an appropriate way, but hopefully her legacy is still strong. So, so a lot of a lot of teachers that I know coach kind of like on the side, like as a secondary role or a second job or something like that. Right. But you actually started coaching as your primary role and your first passion. So like why? kind of go into that like why did you start coaching in the first place yeah you know what I just uh, enjoyed being invested in by coaches and had a couple key key figures that influenced me and then when I got the chance to coach um, JV boys uh, soccer and I was coaching a club team in the area and then got the chance to take on the boys varsity program I just caught a bug for kind of chasing after excellence in that area started going to some uh coaching, um, uh, trying to get different coaching diplomas and just the craft of coaching. And, um, you know, we were trying to win state championships and we had some, some players going to play division one level. And I'm interacting with a lot of coaches who don't sit in the Christian community. Like I, like I do. And it was, it was fun to have conversations with, uh, with them about them and their families. Mm -hmm. And, and so I just caught a bug for kind of chasing after excellence. To me, with soccer in particular, I think it's just like a microcosm of what we're trying to do in life. And maybe this is just my, <laughs> lens, my lens. But to me, soccer is filled with mistakes, which is exactly how life is. Mm-hmm. Yet you, so you're never quite chasing perfection in soccer. You're always chasing like a little bit better product. You're chasing reliance on teammates. You know, you're, you're chasing community, chemistry. And then you're chasing like this pursuit of individual hard work to help the bigger picture. And so I just, we regularly use the phrase with our guys and now our girls is, you know, we want you to be trained to pursue excellence inside the lines and outside the lines. And inside the lines, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. I mean, you're going to turn the ball over a lot in soccer. That's why a lot of people don't 
love it as mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And you're not going to always score a bunch of goals. You know, there's going to be less maybe big moments of celebration. But when you have it, it's a bit of a microcosm of what life is like. And so just just that idea and trying to in, infuse that into young people has been something that's really captured my attention. And then I just love the craft of trying to, to motivate and inspire. And I think you're trying to do that in a high school season. You know, it's typically about three months. You know, you, you're going six days a week with a group, and you just have this chance to try and motivate and inspire to reach levels that mm-hmm. – Oh, I mean, sometimes I don't have that chance to get them quite that far in the classroom just because I don't have their interest as much in the one thing that they're super passionate about. So they arrive and they just want to listen. And you get to you get to use that. And so it's just kind of captured my heart and my mind. And it's been a big thing that's connected me to a world outside of just the Christian community, too. So, I mean, it's almost the difference between teaching a normal course and teaching like a graduate level. Like they want to be there. Yeah. That's your soccer team. Yeah, it's huge. Like, it's... I want to join soccer right now. Yeah, I want you to. I want to be on your coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. All right, kids, there's no I in team, but there is meat. Yeah, just, That's what just I would say, like, stuff like that. There. Yeah, we're going to eat meat all day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I haven't used that one yet. Yeah, I'm trying you need to understand to. what that means. Okay, but, but if you do, I'll let use me it. know if it yeah, works. Yeah, I've never okay. heard that before. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but if I say it quick. Because team backwards is meat. Oh, I like I did not get that. How have I not heard that? It's not even early in the morning. Oh, man. Seriously, we'll join your team. Yeah. <laughs> you could be like the hype man. I want to be the goalie. Who's that guy in the back? Oh. I swear he's a senior. Yeah. <laughs> Where's his hair? Early balding. Yeah, we can reuse that a couple of years probably. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Totally good. Wow. Well, you are a gifted teacher. Mm. Now, I know this because um, my daughter came back from the high school winter palooza camp, and I said, what, what did you learn? She said, well... I learned that I need to get off the throne. Mm. And she said something about a ladder. And I'm like, well, you are my princess. <laughs> but what? what yeah. tell, tell us a little bit the theme of that. Like, what was she talking about? Yeah, you know what? I've been just really convicted to try and think of visuals for myself that try and unpack Christianity in a way that's a little more practical in my mind. And I just think we're on this process of getting off the throne and then back on it on a regular basis. I don't think it's a salvation issue. It's kind of like once you're you're in on Christianity and you're in the sanctification process, it's this like, how do I get to the point where I'm climbing off the throne and replacing the seat with the appropriate king? And so therefore, I think once once you have that visual in mind, now you're at the bottom of the throne and hopefully you're handing things up to the king and worship just makes a lot more sense. Um, Now I'm handing him my gifts, I'm handing him my struggles, I'm handing him my relationships, my words. No longer are those things in place to glorify me, which is unfortunately what we tend to do when we slip back onto the throne. But then hopefully it puts in perspective, like, why am I opening up God's word each day? Not just to do it, but Mm because I I have a magnet to the throne. (laughs) And there's like a personal conviction. So if I have that in my mind, what are the things that I'm doing to help myself off? Now, yes, I will meet with that mentor regularly. I will maybe fast from that thing regularly. Because once again, I just, I've already framed, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm, I, I keep going back to that throne. What are the things in place to get me off of it? And then hopefully spiritual disciplines are uh, more motive filled, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was really. I was at Winterpalooza because yeah. I'm a small group leader for yeah. high school girls, and they it was so powerful. Oh, good. And they last year was great too, but this year they're like, man, 
Jeff just like has these illustrations that are so relevant. I feel like he's in high school with us. And yeah. it was really cool because they like they had such good examples of what they need to get cool. off of. And so I was it was really well done, but yeah. they loved it. Yeah, good to hear. I think a lot of that also is because every day you're spending with a group of high school kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are pretty cool kids at that school, too. So yeah. We yeah. Academy. Well, I found, and even working with the kids up at Winterpalooza, mm-hmm. I'm just always reminded, and it's probably daily reminded, how much this next generation is longing to understand mm-hmm. and is longing to raise the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh, man, I mean, a lot of the visuals that have kind of come together in my mind have been from learning from you know, ninth through 12th graders. Yeah. I'm sure I signed up back at the beginning with some level of pride of how I'm going to help them. Sure. And in reality, they've like reformed my thinking on how to describe faith. And mm. I can look in the mirror and have uh, at least a couple steps further down the road of trying to figure out what it is this journey's about. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because life's not always easy. Ah, oh, it's wild, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Man. Now, now, speak of that, your your family just went through some, some pretty tough stuff. Yeah. But uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, last spring, Rach started uh, a few doctor's appointments because of some symptoms that she had. And we just kind of get kept getting confusing news. Um, and it came down to the point, I remember I was headed into a, a regional uh, playoff game that night. It was my first regional with the girls program. Okay. Um, and so I had some nerves about that. But I remember we went into a doctor's appointment in Naperville and just kind of looked at a doctor who looked back at us and said, hey, guys, I have some news. And um, I'm sorry to say that, you know, your wife, Rachel, has uh, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those words just kind of obviously hung in the in the air. They were very heavy. And Rachel and I obviously got emotional. And the doctor was trying to navigate how to guide us through the time because he knew he delivered heavy news. But he also said, hey, guys, we we can help. Like if you had come in one year later when you were 33 rather than 32, I'm not sure if we could help very much. Wow. But because you came in when you did, I think we can attack this thing, and the process isn't going to be fun. But I think we can attack it. I think we might be able to avoid chemotherapy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been a little bit of a road um, since last spring, just with uh, multiple surgeries. And we kind of kept falling in the camp of being in that small percentage where the cancer cells were a little bit further into our body than we thought. Yeah. And so it was kind of a surgery, and then a second surgery, and then uh, about eight weeks of radiation. Um, but I just, I just gotta say through the process, um, and we just had the body of Christ rally around us Mm -hmm. and you know, you hear that sometimes from people's testimonies, Mm -hmm. but when you experience it, I mean, I had some people walk up to me who would hand me a gift card, would take care of our kids, um, in, in ways that were remarkably profound to Rach and I better understanding what love and grace is all about. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like we were a bit convicted on are we doing this for other people mm-hmm. when we're not in this tougher season? Yeah, it kind of um, helps you think like your community is really awesome at providing for you guys in a time of need. Yeah, like you said, yes. like how am I providing for other people or helping yeah. other people through this stuff? Yes, and I've been I've been challenged by some mentors. Like anytime you see community growing or shaping you, then how do you recreate it elsewhere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the conviction was. I think that probably. A, applies to maybe a lot of the listeners is like wherever you see culture being shaped and community being formed how can you jump in and recreate it in ways that shaped you so mm-hmm. rich and i are trying to soul search a little on that so how how is her health now you know what we're doing we're, we're doing well rach has uh been 
moving through kind of the process that is in place and you just yeah. kind of follow instructions. And um, when she wrapped up radiation, the doctors really feel like we've handled the cancer that they originally saw. So we're in this point of reserved celebration okay. where okay. things are going great. And now we'll go down a new road of trying to figure out how that might impact her future. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we feel good. Well, you and Rachel yeah. are some of the most positive people I think we've met in a while. <laughs> and, and even through all of this, yeah. there was never a break in that. So that was a, a huge testament. Yeah. Yeah, my wife is the driver of that. She just has this positivity that's contagious, and it's kind of spread into my life more and more each year. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's probably the number one thing that people say yeah. is her consistency and her positivity. That's so cool. it's cool that that was true through the, the darker season. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. So because you're with high schoolers every day, yeah. you probably, do you have like advice that you, you probably have advice that you would tell them, yeah. right? Yeah. Of like, oh my gosh, yeah. you're so stupid. This is what I would do in this situation. <laughs> you probably wouldn't maybe, say that. <laughs> maybe not those exact Not a Wheaton Academy. Yeah. Not yeah. a Wheaton Academy. Yeah, come on. No, but okay, no, if you were going to tell your high school self something. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Brook is a high schooler. What would you Let's say 10th now. grader. Now. I'd say oh, now. Oh, 10th grader? I would say now. Yeah. Start now. Start now. Everything that you're afraid of, everything that you're waiting on, every big decision that you think is coming down the pipeline, now. start now. I just I was a person of fear. That was me. I was I would kind of shrink to the shadows in class discussion. I would not jump at the leadership role, and I was pushed into some through athletics and things, yeah. which stretched me. But now, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I freshmen, sophomore, juniors, now don't wait till college. Don't wait till twenty four. Do yes. Don't wait till marriage. I would say that about faith, pursuit of gifts. Shape the world now. That's I, I, awesome. That's good advice. That, that is, is a great daily advice. thing for us. So what, Now, does that move into your coaching as well? Yeah, absolutely. I just think, oh, man, when you have a team of, like, 22, you have so many different roles in terms of who's the star in the world's eyes and who's, you know, waiting for their chance and then who's kind of, uh, you know, taking a role of a, a servant leader and wishes they played more but yeah. hasn't quite come. And I, I mean, there's a lot of cliches in sports, but one through 22 or whatever the team is, every single individual is shaping the culture of what you're doing and either stealing or building. So that's our language. You're either stealing or building. There is no neutral ground. There isn't i I'm just along for the ride. There's yeah. not. You're either stealing or building. And so we, I, I view that as a major part of culture building, and I've seen it in teams for sure. So We talk a lot about like having integrating faith and work in our culture, in our workplace, but you obviously work at a Christian organization, a Christian school. So how do you think that your faith kind of lives out in the everyday around all That's of your high schoolers question. and staff? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, I think I've ultimately been blessed to have a platform and almost been told to share the gospel regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really shaped me and grown me in a lot of ways in, in a time of life where maybe that wasn't as comfortable. Um but really, you know, when I go to when I go to work, I'm dealing with a lot of different people. And for me, I'm trying to love the person that's right in front of me and really help them along in their journey. I think sometimes at a Christian school or probably even at a church, there's this assumption that people are at least close to being at the same spot yeah. in whatever, you know, imaginative map we have. Right. And I'm really trying to figure out where where students are at in the journey mm-hmm. and how to then help them better understand who Christ is and how he intervenes in their story. And certainly it's in the context where faith and Christian words are understood. Right. But we just get students that are in a wide variety of places. They've had a normal upbringing. They've had a broken upbringing. They've had 
uh, medical news. They've had a gift that actually puts more pressure on them than anyone else knows. Um, discipline issues. And so for me, I'm just trying to see how does the gospel intervene into each of those conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, you know, for me, I, I've just gotten gripped by this idea of uh, investing in the next generation. And I think that that's something that's tied to a Christian school, public school, the church. Um, I just have a passion for more and more people seeing 14 to 18-year-olds mm-hmm. and um, trying to figure out how they might help. I mean, honestly, being at Winterpalooza and seeing all the small group leaders and seeing how they, um, you know, use their weekend to invest right. in a dynamic way. Big time. I mean, yeah. I know I'm preparing for a talk and at 25 minutes and trying to capture attention, but to me, when they break and they go back to their cabins mm-hmm. is where, like, life-transforming conversation happens. And the people who are guiding those conversations have made an, intention, an a, intentional choice. I will sacrifice time, energy, and effort to try and invest in the next group. Mm-hmm. And I am, like, moved to tears on that. And so for me, certainly faith and work is out at my workplace, but it's also been a bigger vision for 14 to 18 year olds. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. Well, Jeff, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's cool to hear your heart. All right, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Okay. We're going to change it up. Um, we're going to do a segment here that um, we created specifically for you. Okay. Customizable. Wow. Yeah, customizable. Right. So yeah. here's the thing. If you were putting together... A soccer team. Yeah. Full of Bible characters. Yeah. Who would you put on that team and why? You don't have to choose 11. Yeah, not 11. Yeah, I was going to say. Maybe right. like that's a lot. A okay. Striker. Okay. Mid. Yeah. Aren't you proud of me that called? I knew that there was 11 people that played yeah, on a soccer team? Yeah, you were right on Don't there. forget the goalie. I love sports. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would be a good goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I would say. I would I would have Peter in the mix up top. Oh yeah. Because you always want someone who takes some chances, makes some mistakes. Oh. Yeah. I always think whoever's up top, you gotta make some mistakes. I mean if you're hundred percent then you're not taking enough chances. It's like chopping an ear off. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, like big old mistakes oh like my that. Gosh. Yeah. Come on, man. Pull it together. Seriously. Yeah. So so I would say he's in the mix. Yeah. You know, I mean Moses is for sure our holding mid. I mean, just automatic. He's a why, six. Why Moses? I mean, it's like, this is easy. Yeah. Mo- Moses is steady, oh, yeah. leader, a little bit emotional. Yeah. Probably doesn't get the credit he deserves, you know, yeah. like never quite gets yeah. the final invite into the promised land. But he's there. But he just does all the work that doesn't get you on wow, the Wow, that's you a are good point. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. Have you thought oh, about yeah. this never gets on the Never gets on the all-state list, but oh, if you I don't know. have him, like, yeah. I mean, if he has the flu that day, you're oh. like, guys, I don't know. We can't play. Uh, well, let's pretend the bus broke down, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. <laughs> So you've got you've got that, yeah. I think you know. Oh, I just think you got to put David at the attacking center oh. mid at the true ten spot. Oh, man. He gets a lot of credit. I think David gets a lot of credit. He does. He makes some mistakes that gets a lot of grace. You know, we forget about the yeah the the you know the things sometimes that David did with you know larger larger things he adultery didn't do bad, murder. Did <laughs> it's David. You large things. Yeah. Talk bad about Yet him. I feel like I was like oh. You know, person after God's own heart. So, yep. anyways, attacking center mid there. I'm trying to think who I'd put in the back because you just need some grit Ooh. back there. Let's think about that. Um, so, for me, you're probably putting Noah at a, at a center back spot. Oh, wow. Obeys. Here's the command. Builds. Whoa. Wow. And just goes. So, those guys, are, so those guys are in the 
Those guys are in Who's the lineup. Who's the goalie? For sure. Ah, I'm trying to think. What do you need? You need stability. You need communication. Oh, I got it. Yo, help me out. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's <laughs> in the pipes. Yeah. Put the Holy Spirit he's in like the cage. He's like invisible, so you don't know that he's there. Oh, yeah. my God. Until you everywhere. hit the ball yeah. in there, and then he's like, yeah. gone. Yeah, this is bordering yeah. on something, but it, maybe it's perfection. No. I don't I'd know. I'd put maybe Goliath in there. Yeah, true. True. He doesn't have to be a hero, guys. Yeah. He's just got to get the job done. Yeah, do, but do you job. also might want to put Samson back there. Pre-haircut. Pre-haircut. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah. good. So yeah. I've got some things to reflect on, but that's a start. Yeah, you can start mm-hmm. building your team. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now. <laughs> that was too deep. <laughs> this is time for our favorite segment. It's one of our favorites. All right. The Soapbox segment. Mm. We have some music. Soapbox. What is a soapbox, Amy? Let me tell you. Um, we want to hear, Jeff, from you. If you could stand on a soapbox and tell everyone just what you're for or against, what would it be? Yeah. So, so we're going to give you an example. Okay. Scott. So I, I have a soapbox. And it's not new, but it's something that's been nagging me for a long time. Mm, let's hear it. Um, our cell phones. Yeah. Let me tell you why. We, we all have them. We have texts. We have Instagram. We have, if you're old like me... We have Facebook, and we have all of these things, and we're so hyper-connected, but we're the, we're the most isolated than ever. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because when we finally do see each other face-to-face, it's awkward. For example, yeah. my family can put something on Instagram where I'm dancing in front of a bus or something like that. Yeah. And I'll walking through the halls of church, and someone that I don't even know will say, hey, great clown costume. Yeah. And I have to go, <laughs> What? You know, like the the olden days, it'd be like, hey, Jeff, what's new? Now it's like, hey, Jeff, great post. I I loved it, too. And you're like, what? Yeah. So that's kind of my soapbox. I wish sometimes that maybe there could be like a blackout of no social media for like four or five hours a day. I Mm. think that we would be more connected and more less less socially awkward. So what are you going to do about it? Well, I don't know, but I have to check out my phone real quick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I've been... Trying to, when I get home, just set it down, not even look at it. Yeah. Until the kids go to bed or whatever. So that's a that good soapbox. Yeah. That is a really good soapbox. Yeah. Thank you. How Jeff, do you have one? It could be serious. Could be. Yeah, if I were to go the serious route, it would be it would really revolve around 14 to 22 year olds, mm-hmm. to be honest. I just think it's a generation that wants people to raise the bar, to challenge them. And I would just push uh, more and more people to just invest in their lives and yeah. mentor. I just always, I'm like, my dream is that there's like a one-to-one program in the church where every high school kid has a has a mentor. Wow. I mean, that just, would be awesome. I mean, just one-to-one. I mean, everyone's got their person. I just, even, even you know, I work out at a Christian school, which sometimes you would just assume that people have folks in their life that are distinct mentors. And it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing how people are still looking for that one person who goes deeper with accountability and deeper yeah. with challenge and even just being their biggest fan. I mean, with all the stress and anxiety that we have, just... Yeah. An encourager, a cheerleader, that kind of thing. So if I had a soapbox, I would say see 14 to 22-year-olds and invest in whatever creative way fits what you're doing in your life. And do that now. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. Even as a 14-year-old. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's a great <clears throat> modeling practice, too. Then mm-hmm. when those students become adults, they're going to remember a name or a face, and you never know if they become a small group leader because of that. That's awesome. That's great, man. Well, thanks, Jeff. It was awesome having you here today. Love being here. Thanks for the invite. Did you have fun, Amy? Yeah, it was a blast. Amy, did you have fun over there? Yep. Can we get some closing music? Oh, I like that. 
Jeff, thanks for coming today. To find out more about our podcasts and subscribe, head to 27westpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at 27westpodcast. 27west is sponsored by the incorrect spelling of team backwards, (laughs) which is not meat. Thanks to Josh Dix, Amy Mueller, and Scott Murray for hosting this thing. I'm Amy Salava, and see you guys next time. See you later.